very warm welcome to you from Equa Marketing. This presentation is brought to you by Equa.com, a leader in digital marketing. Hello everyone, welcome to another amazing episode of the Growing Dentist Podcast Show. This is Narain, your host. Today I'm super excited to have somebody uh, who knows a lot about marketing, Dr. Lenato. He's a practicing dentist in Philadelphia. He's also associated with BirdEye. And Doctor, welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So I know you and I have a lot in common. Like you, you mentioned, we spoke probably you know ten years ago when you were just starting out, and we were talking about marketing. And um, I have a marketing company called Equa.com, and we were talking about you know digital marketing back then. Um, so since a lot has changed, you have become an expert. You speak all around the country uh, on reviews and. Uh, you know, other topics. Uh, so um, give us a kind of an overview of your journey from the time, uh, you know, you started practicing in 2007 to where you are today. Sure. Um, and it, it's been a very interesting journey. So in 2007, I bought a practice. Um, I started immediately doing online marketing and um, started teaching it after I been very, was very successful at it. Um, started doing consulting after enough dentists needed or wanted my help um, during my um, seminars and um, found that the main way I was getting patients was um, through online reputation. Uh, Many patients were pointing out when they came in, when I was interviewing them, that they were reading my online reviews. And uh, that was driving the force for most of these patients. And at the time, not many people were were getting online reviews. Um, the majority of them were using services like DemandForce, and DemandForce at that time were were pushing reviews, you know, to Google, and that's what they were known for. Um, you know, myself, I was using DemandForce, but I was still collecting reviews of my own. And uh, when DemandForce lost their relationship with with um, with Google, I had the most reviews of anybody still, and and again, that drove a ton of patients to my practice. And being fee for service. Um, it was uh, I was still selling a lot of cases through through my online presence, and um, I wanted to find a way to be able to bring that knowledge with reviews to dentists. And I started my own platform called, or my own software called iSocial Reviews back in about four and a half years ago, and um, it quickly grew to about where I was selling it to about 180 dentists. Um, and three years ago, this past September, um, I ended up. Uh, being acquired by BirdEye, and then I uh, I now uh, run BirdEye's dental dental division and their trade show team, and I have um, I've now um, only work about 20 hours in my week in my practice a week, so I practice on Monday, Tuesday, and half a day Wednesday. I finally have after uh, taking off a lot of Thursdays because I travel so much, I finally brought an associate in. So I'm no longer a solo practitioner, which I still have a hard time. I still call myself a solo practitioner after all these years, but I'm not a solo practitioner anymore. Um, I have an associate um, who came in about uh, in the middle of July, so she's about three months ago now, and she's been terrific. The patients love her. Um, and it gives me a little bit of time away from the practice to do what I need to do outside the office. Um, so it's been a very interesting journey. and. Uh, it's been a it's been a great ride. I actually enjoy it. You know, where I'm still um, I'm still treating patients. I'm still keeping abreast of obviously everything in dentistry. But on on my um, time away from uh, clinical dentistry, I'm able to help dentists. Um, I speak with them every single day, um, and 
I'm able to provide them with uh, an opportunity to help them get better, uh, better presence, uh, better credibility, and better visibility online, which in turn leads to, you know, as we were talking before, and more more new patients. And that's the ultimate goal: is you know, new patients are the lifeblood to any dental practice. If you don't have a, a steady flow of new patients, um, practices tend to struggle because there's only so much that patients uh, that practices can get out of uh, out of the recare schedule consistently. And that's ultimately what I want to do for practices. And I sleep very well at night now because I know that we have a product that works really well. Yeah, absolutely, doctor. I'm so, um, you know, you've done a lot. So congratulations on what you have accomplished. Not too many dentists have started a business and grown it and uh, been acquired. So that's amazing. And uh, especially outside of dentistry. So I think, uh, uh, I have interviewed like 50 odd uh, people for this show. And of course, I've interviewed very interesting people, you know, uh, from all walks of life. You know, you definitely you have a unique story to tell. So congratulations, doctor. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, you and I are both very much into, you know, how do you get patients to call the office, right? Uh, what makes them call the office? Um um, I, I run a business called Equa, EKWA.com, which is a full service marketing company for doctors. You know, most of our clients happen to be dentists. Uh, we also have a product called GrowMyReviews.com, which focuses on getting people reviews uh, on websites such as, uh, you know, Facebook, Yelp, CitySearch, Google, etc. I believe that's kind of similar to BirdEye. Uh, we also have something called Doctor's Choice, where doctors can rate each other. Uh, and it has around 4,000 doctors with reviews of other doctors. Um, so, yeah, I think we both are students of marketing. We both love marketing. We both understand the power of marketing. So I would love to kind of uh, uh, turn this conversation into, you know, in your experience and my experience, what have we learned, what works, what doesn't work, um, and kind of, uh, you know, share hopefully a little bit of what we have seen with the listeners, we have thousands of dentists, uh, you know, from all over the world listening to this. So uh, I think it would be a fun conversation. Let me start off by talking about um, why is reviews important, you know, um, and, and any anecdotal evidence or any evidence at all uh, in general or as a, practi- act, as, a pers- as a dentist who actively practices, uh, why do you think reviews are important? Wow, because everybody looks at them. I mean, that's the first thing people look at now. And it even goes back to, you know, Roger Ebert, Roger Ebert, uh, Cisco Ebert, who, um, when they had thumbs up and thumbs down, people always look at what people, other people say about, you know, their experiences and, you know, before they make a decision. You know, and there's some very, very interesting statistics. And I'll, I'll share with you some of, this, some of the statistics I use during my seminars just to give you ideas of how important these are. You know, 84% of people trust online reviews as much as much as personal recommendations. So I mean, that's a word of mouth referral versus something I refer to as a word of mouse referral because it's on the computer. 84%, you know, um, think it's just as uh, uh, important as a uh, uh, word of mouth referral. And that's crazy information when you think about it. Um, you know, and that's been increasing year after year after year. So, you know, just from that stat, you have to understand how important they are. And of all the businesses out there, you know, when you look at how important reputation is to a business, uh, dentistry is second of all, re- of all businesses in terms of how important reputation is to their business um, when people search for it. 
So, you know, you've got to really focus on reviews when you do your marketing because everybody's looking at it. And why is it really important? Because when they search for your business or they search for a dentist in your town um, or zip code or, or any of these, you know, dentist near me searches, which are so common now, um, the first thing they see is reviews before they see anything else about your business. They haven't even gone to your website yet and they're looking at your reviews. So they're making decisions about you before they even see anything about your business other than the reviews. So that's why you have to have reviews up front in, in their face because they're going, they're, they're choosing you based on that. Or they're at, least look, they're at least looking at you based on that. Now, obviously, other decisions may come in, whether you take their insurance, whether you have convenient hours. But that first and foremost thing is, is if you have good reviews or not. And if you don't have good reviews, that decision is, is maybe, well, I'm not going. And guess what? They don't call the office and say, guess what, I'm not coming in. They just don't choose to call your office. So if you don't have, if you don't put your best front forward or foot forward, you're in trouble. And I try to convince that to all doctors I talk to is that I literally, just before our call, I was talking to an office in, in Ohio and um, they have five reviews on Google, two stars. And I was explaining to them that they have no website. They have no website. And I was explaining to them that there's no way that people are coming in um, and choosing their practice. And they have 268 reviews on, on Lighthouse's uh, rated business page. And I explained to them that they need them in a, in a place where they're more visible or people aren't going to come in. So, I mean, that's why you need to have more reviews because people are making their decisions based on that number that are visible to them. So that's why it's, that's the most important thing in my opinion. So let's talk about this lighthouse. So, um, so they had five reviews on Google and they had 268 on lighthouse. Are you saying that, the diversity of reviews is as important as the fact that or more important than having 300 reviews on one platform? Well, I think diversity is, is also important. I think you need as many Google reviews as possible because as you probably know, uh, some of your listeners, I hope know, you know, Google, ru Google runs the internet. So the more Google reviews you have, the more trust Google is going to have in your business. And some of the biggest ranking factors on Google, and I'm talking about a Google search, dentist town, dentist near me, dentist my zip code, you know, cosmetic dentist, you know, anything that's going to pull up a map. The, the biggest ranking factors for those searches are, you know, number of reviews, um, consistency of your citations, quantity of citations, anything related to the map of your office, name, address, and phone number, you know, distance of, from the center of your city. Um, a lot of those, you know, domain rank, those are all major factors that all go into the ranking on those maps. Okay. So that, that's one major factor that we're talking about here, but you have to have a lot of reviews on Google without a doubt. Okay. Now, do I like diversity? Of course you want reviews on anything when you do a search for your business. So what I think the listener should do is, you know, do a search for your business right now. Type in the name of your business. Well, what comes up? Well, number one, obviously hopefully it comes up is on the right hand side you should see the the your google your google knowledge panel which is your google my business page with number of reviews now on the left you should have your website number one and then below that should be hopefully a lot of review sites and those reviews should be multiple review sites with a lot of different reviews that's diversification in my mind so yes do you want reviews on rate of business that's fine you don't want 
900 of them and or demand force or rate of business or revenue well or any of these other companies who do reviews, but you don't want five on Google and 900 on those other sites. That's a problem, okay? But you want reviews on Facebook and health grades and Yellow Pages and Yelp and City Search and all these other sites? Sure, because that's, that's, that's what Google wants you to have. Google wants you, know, you to have a, a nice diversification because those are citations. And having citations, it increases that what we call that circle of trust that Google wants. So definitely, I think it's important diversification, without a doubt. Right, right. Um, so groomerreviews.com, the way it works is, um, uh, I'm sure there are different ways of doing it. That's our product and BirdEye, I'm sure, has similar features. Is uh, when somebody's happy, we ask them if they don't mind doing a review and then we text them. And then when they get the text, um, you know, uh, they can go to multiple websites and write a review, Google, Facebook, etc. How does BirdEye work? So BirdEye is automated. So we're, we, we sync up to the practice management software. So we're an automated platform. So there's little to no work that the, the office have to do. Um, so that's one. We're, because we're automated, it's very uh, key, uh, turnkey solution. Uh, we sync up to about 98% of the practice management softwares. Okay. Um, the, we do text and email. The text is 99% of where you're going to get your results. Email open rate's pretty poor. It's under 5%. My office, it's about 2% of my open rate. Uh, but the text message goes out asking for feedback about the patient's experience. Um, the only interaction I like the, the office to have is just to mention to the patient they may be getting a text message asking for feedback about their experience. And they, the office looks forward to reading what the patient says. That's the interaction I like the, the, uh, the office to have with the patient. Um, when they get the text message, it says, how is your experience at the office, great or below expectations? So there's a positive and negative response. We call that our sentiment screening question. So we're screening the patient's um, sentiment to make sure they had a good experience. Um, anything that's negative or the patient had a negative experience, whether, you know, what do people complain about? Okay, they complain about money. They complain about waiting in the office too long. They complain about someone being rude to them. They very rarely complain about dentistry. If you read the reviews, not really dentistry they're complaining about. Pain, they complain about sometimes. Uh, but anything negative would go back to the practice's feedback and the practice can reach out to the patient and apologize because we alert them immediately that someone left some negative response. Okay? If it's yeah. positive, on an Android phone, they go right to Google. So we give them a, a direct link to Google right on their phone. And then on an iPhone, we give them multiple options. Um, to do a Google review, to do a Yelp review, um, to do a Facebook review, to do a health grades review. The practice would choose um, which, which site they would like to do a review on. That would be more of a, a practice's choice. Um, you know, in Philadelphia, Yelp isn't very big, so I focus on Google, um, Facebook, and health grades in Philadelphia. But we have a multiple options for practices. But it's automated, so the, it's, it's a nice, nice to take it out of the, the, the practice's control. Because that's where there's a weak link is when you rely on the practice to do everything. And sending out that, that review request is, is a weak link in the practice. So we focus on, on automation and getting the review request to go out automatically after the appointment. Right, right. That's great. So it's very similar to what we are doing, um, especially the texting part. I think 
you are right. Texting, um, you know, tends to work a lot better than emailing today because a lot of people don't check emails. Um, no, I actually show it during my demo. I show a, a patient of mine who had 94,000 unread emails. So he's not even going to open an email you send him. Um, and then if I, whenever I do my demos, I always say, you know, tell me how many unread text messages you have right on your phone right now. And the average right. person says zero. And that's a huge, they, they always open the text message. Nobody leaves text messages unopened. And that's right. a huge point. Right. Huge point. So um, I don't know why anybody really bothers with, with email when you want to communicate with patients because they don't, they don't open them. They, they operate so low nowadays because they get bombarded with text messages, uh, emails all day long from everybody. I mean, that's as I'm sitting here talking to you, I have my computer open and in the, we've been on the phone, you know, probably, you know, 35 minutes now. And I have gotten 62 emails in, in that short period of time. So, you know, I, I don't know why people focus on the email, focus on texting. you get a much better response rate. Yeah. And probably 90, 98% of them you won't even look at. So. No, it's spam. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you, doctor. I think emails, uh, it, it has become like, you know, the, the, the like spam we get in mail, it has become like that. It's all these envelopes that people send you with all kinds of promotion that nobody reads. Same thing. Has well, 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 of course. Same thing with, you know, direct mail, you know, people do direct yeah. mail. And I think direct mail works in certain, in certain, you know, uh, areas of the country, but you know, how many people actually open direct mail? How many people, you know, use the yellow pages? Traditional marketing is, is not a great way to, to market your business in most, in most uh, you know, areas of the country. Some areas it work well. I'm not going to say don't do it, but you just be aware of the, you've got to go where people are, are focused on. That's why you need to do reviews because that's where everybody's focused on. You know, especially with the millennials. Everybody's trying to attract the millennials to your practice, the younger generation. They yeah. focus their their, their, their decision-making on review generation and, 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 and decision-making on, on who has the most reviews or best reviews, you know. And I don't want people to get five-star reviews either, remember. That's a big thing. You know, 5.0 stars. There's a, there was a study done by a company, and they asked which, which is more trustworthy. And the actual number was about 4.5 stars, not 5.0 stars. And that's a huge, huge um, factor that, you know, do you want some negative reviews? It proves your reviews are real. That's what people don't understand. You don't want to get all five-star reviews. To me, that's, that's a big sign that something is, is wrong. I, was, uh, I have some friends um, who, are, who are clients of mine, and they always point out to me some things in their area that they are concerned with. And there was an office in Georgia that has about 2,100 Google reviews. I've never seen a number that big. 2,100 Google reviews for a dentist. That's a tremendous number. And they have like almost no negative reviews. They have like 5.0 stars. Something's wrong there. So if you read some of the reviews, they say they were, they were being paid to do, to do reviews. So that's not, you can't do that. But, you know, it's like that's not a way to get reviews. But you need some negatives. Make it 4.8. And that's a lot more believable to me than someone with 5.0 stars. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I went to a place the other day with my family. It was an archery place, right? Where you, you know, you you shoot bows and arrows. And uh, when we were leaving, the guy goes, well, um, if you were to write a review for us, you'll get a coupon for $10 off next time. And he, he clearly said, if you write a five-star review for us. I mean, I said, okay, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, but that to me crosses the line, right? When you bribe somebody to say something nice, I, I think, what's your take on it? Like, I don't know, what, what's your experience? And Well, so I, I like to teach best practices about reviews. I've, um, I'm in the process of writing a book um, 
called Reputation Matters. Um, I'm in the process of teaching dentists the best practices of, of online reviews. And one of the things you do not want to do, and I try to get this through to people all the time, is, you know, especially when you use a, a service like BirdEye or a service like yours, or there's companies out there with similar services, um, you don't need to incentivize patients, and you should not be incentivizing patients because Google and Yelp tell you not to. So I've seen clients have reviews like 30 at a time taken down because they've been, you know, obviously informed, Google and Yelp have been, have been informed, excuse me, that the, the businesses have been incentivizing patients to do reviews. Yelp, in particular, they actually have what I call the scroller letter. They put a big warning in your business if they're told by these Yelpers. So Yelp has elite Yelpers. They're obviously very, very big, big Yelp people who are incentivized by Yelp to report anything that's improprietary about Yelp. And if they find out that you're incentivizing Yelp to do Yelp, uh, to do Yelp reviews, they will report you to Yelp. And I have three instances where dentists, one woman was giving um, tickets to like Disney World. One woman, one other officer was giving a, a whitening pen that's probably like five bucks. Another one was giving a credit on the account and they all got you know, called out by Yelp for incentivizing the patients for reviews. Like you can't do that. So, like, stop that. If you're doing that, stop that immediately. Like, there's no reason to incentivize the patient to do that. Same thing is, like, now people are, like, running contests. So they, like, put your name in a hat, and if you, you can potentially win, whether it's a $250 gift card, you know, or something, a toothbrush. Like, they don't want you doing that either. You don't have to give something away to get a review. You know, they don't want – the companies do not want you doing those things. You should just – be able to get reviews like just by asking if you want, which takes a lot of time. You can use a service, but don't incentivize patients in any way, shape, or form. If if you get ratted out by a competitor because it's we're cutthroat businesses, or or you do it public on Facebook, or or somehow somebody finds out, you can get them. You can lose your reviews, and all that work will go to to naught. So definitely do not do that. You risk too much by doing that, in my opinion. Does that yeah. make sense? Absolutely, doctor. And like you said, uh, what about the patient? He's going to think poorly of you, right? If you're bribing him to give him a five star, then immediately any any respect I had for your business goes out the window. Oh, yeah, 100% so. I mean, I don't think, I mean, I don't think patients should be willing if they had a good experience to talk about it anyway. Um, you know, in my experience in, is that they need to be prompted, though, and I'll, I'll relay a, like an experience of mine. You know, I like to take real-life experiences and talk about them. I was in Toronto at the AACD meeting, um, and I went to a restaurant called Jacobs & Company, and it was literally the best meal of my entire life, best meal ever, like service to food, everything. And I spoke to the owner, spoke to the manager, and said, I'm going to go home, and I'm going to write a review about your business and because I'm in that, that space. And, you know, they, they thanked me, and they didn't give me any incentive to do anything, but I went back to the hotel and I forgot to do it. And honestly, to this day, I, I, I talk about it, but I forget to do it. And I, it's really a point now that I'm trying to make. Whereas if I had a really bad experience, I would have went right back to my hotel and written a, a review right then and there. So, you know, your happy patients are more than happy to do a review because they do it in all these other services. Unless you prompt them, they're not going to do it on their own. So by asking, it's tough. If you prompt them some way, in, in some way, shape, or form, they will do it. They're happy to do it for you. You know, it's just that they need to be prompted to do it. I totally that's agree. Bit, yeah, I totally that's agree. That's frustration for a lot of dentists. 
Right. No, I totally agree with you, doctor. I think we should prompt them, but what we shouldn't do is bribe them to give us a five-star review. We should say, hey. No, you can't. You yeah. can't bribe them anymore. Don't do it. It's bad. Do it. It's bad to do it. And then the other thing, the other new, the newest thing is, you know, we talk about IP addresses being being the same, and that's why you don't want your patients to do it in the office when they're signed into your Wi-Fi. Well, now a lot of these companies are doing uh, what's called um, – it's called the geotargeting or geofencing. You know, when you go into an office that has a, um, uh, like a, or you go anywhere that has these Snapchat filters on, they let you know there's a Snapchat filter, so it's geofencing. Well, they're geotargeting where you're doing reviews now, and Google and Yelp and all these sites can know where the reviews are being done. So if there's too many reviews being done in your physical location, they're starting to question the validity of those reviews as well. So what I'm telling my clients to do is do not have your patients do the review while they're in the office. There's no reason to. Have them do it outside the office so they're not getting them from the physical location. Because I've seen instances of reviews being taken down when they're not on the IP address. But when they're physically in the location, there's been some questions about that as well. So again, I'm here to teach best practices for reviews, and that's one of them as well. Do not collect them in the office anymore. Yeah, I think um, I think I think every site is different. Like Google, for example, like you and I were talking, you know, um, it's actually asking you as soon as like I use Google Maps. So as soon as they end up at the destination, it'll say, how was your experience? You know, and it prompts me to write a review before I leave. Uh, because, you know, like I was literally at a restaurant the other day and, um, um, you know, Google prompted me. And you know what? I'm glad it prompted me because I gave them two stars because the service was lousy and, you know, and the whole place was uncomfortable and the food was not great. But I think, uh, I think you're right. I think different websites are different, but at least in Google's case, they, they, I think they want you to do it right then and there because maybe because they feel your, your experience will be fresh in your mind. I'm, I'm not sure, but um, yeah, but I think. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I know. I haven't seen that on, now you were using Google Maps. Is that how the Google, is that how they knew you were going there? Yeah, exactly. I use Google Maps to get there. So Google knows I was, I'm exactly going to this particular restaurant. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to put Google Maps in my office on the way there. I'm curious what happens when I get to my office. I'll see what they say. Yeah. Um, Cause I haven't seen that come up on my phone yet. So I, uh, I have an iPhone and an Android. So I'll, um, I'll yeah. try, I'll try it on both and see what comes up. I, I haven't seen that yet. So. Yeah, it's happening on my iPhone. I don't have an Android, so I, I don't know. But in, on iPhone, uh, every time I go somewhere, Google is asking me to write a review. So every time I go somewhere using Google Maps, it wants me to share my thoughts on that place. Sometimes even if I go to like a, like a mall, it wants me to share my thoughts on the mall itself. Uh, but if I go into a restaurant, it, it's precisely saying, you know, what do you think about, you know, hope you had a great time. Tell, let us share your experience so others can benefit from this. And now it's even going a step further. It's even telling me if there are any errors to correct it. So, for example, if their office hours is 9 to 5, but I find out it's 9 to 4, it wants me to let them know so they can fix it. So it's kind of almost making me work for Google for free. <laughs> it's kind of, you know, making me do those okay. things, add more data into Google. So it's kind of very interesting. It's a new change. I think it only started happening a few, few weeks ago or maybe a month ago. But, uh, yeah, it's a pretty interesting change. Huh. That's interesting information. I, like I said, I have to try that out because I had not seen that. But that's, that's good information for me as well. I appreciate that. So I, I know we talked a lot about uh, reviews, uh, especially reviews from patients. Uh, we have a platform called Doctor's Choice Awards where 4,000 doctors have reviews from other doctors. Um, the reason we did it, at least the inspiration for me uh, for this came from the fact that when my dad had dementia, 
uh, I wanted to find out what other doctors thought of the best person I should call. Uh, because, you know, it's a serious situation, serious disease. So I want to know what, you know, the experts thought. And, um, and then we, I was kind of studying more about psychology and I ran into Robert Cialdini and he talked about social proof, which is what you and I are talking about, right? Reviews from consumers. And then he also talked about authority. So when Oprah says you need to do buy this book, we all buy that book. Uh, when Oprah says, uh, you know, X, Y, Z, we tend to listen to that a lot more seriously than somebody who's not an authority. So we were focused on helping doctors build their authority with the help of reviews from other doctors. What's your take on that? Do you, do you have any experience on that? Like, how do you build an authority in the marketplace? I think that's great. I mean, I think if, if, if you're getting a, a recommendation from a doctor, and I'll give you an example. So in 2010, I was actually nominated uh, as the best dentist in Philadelphia by Philadelphia Magazine. But this was voted on by my peers. And and just having that as like on my website and, and being able to say that that was a huge boost to my practice because um, I got that title and uh, in subsequent years you know obviously popular it's more of a popularity contest and now it's been where where doctors are sending out emails to to other doctors to try to get them to vote for it which didn't happen back then and I just don't I don't need to do that I don't play that game. Um, so it's it's more now everybody's asking other people to vote for them and stuff and I just it's I don't do that. Um, so I think that that type of proof when when you're having a, a doctor actually you know nominate you and vote for you and uh, I think there's I think that's even better. I mean I think there's nothing better when you you know that's like a that's like a referral when you're referred to a, a doctor that's that's you're telling your patient that that's you have the utmost confidence that this specialist is able to do this procedure on you. And I would tell you that 99 or 98% of the people that I recommend that my patients go to, they go to. So it, to me, it's a very similar thing, except you're now you're voting on, on somebody. So I think that's a great, great thing to get. I mean, I think that's awesome. Thank you, doctor. Yeah, absolutely. Just like you said, it's like, um, you know, um, um, yeah, it's, it's when other doctors think you are great. Uh, I, I think a lot of people think you are great. So having the detailed reviews from other doctors and then of course having it is not good enough, then you have to use it, right? You have to like, when you won that award from the Philadelphia magazine, you have to put it up on your website. If you don't, then, um, you know, it doesn't really help you. Yeah, no. How long has that been around for? Uh, Doctor's Choice has been around for like three years. Uh, I think we have around 4,000 doctors who have reviews on Doctor's Choice right now. So it's doctorschoiceawards.org. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So yeah, doctorschoiceawards.org. Okay, I see it. Yep, I just went there. Perfect. I'll have to look at that. Yeah. If you look at that. But no, I, think that, I think that's terrific. Yeah, if you don't have a profile, you can create it. It's free. Anybody can create a profile. And then uh, we verify that these reviews are coming from doctors. And the reason is, um, you know, um, uh, if you're not an MD or not a doctor, you know, dentist, etc., um, you know, you are not able to get a review there. So let me, yeah, that's great. Yeah, let me jump gears. Now, once you have the reviews, how would you use it to grow your business? So once you get reviews, and you're talking about just reviews in general, you're saying, correct? Yes, reviews in general. Yeah. Reviews in general. Okay. Well, look, I, I truly believe that 
you know, if you don't have reviews, I think you're going to struggle doing any type of marketing. So let me state that. Okay. So one of the things I do in my seminar is, you know, I do a hands-on portion where I have everybody get their phones out. You know, it's probably the only seminar where I want people to use their phones. Uh, everybody tells them to turn them off. I tell them to turn them on. So I have everybody do a search for their, their office on Google. How many reviews do you have? And they all shout out their number of reviews. So, um, you know, and the people that have zero or one or two, you know, what type of marketing you're doing, very few times are they doing much at all. You know, when you have a lot of reviews, it opens up a whole diverse ability to do more marketing because the ROI on the marketing is going to be significantly improved when you do other, when you have a ton of reviews. So for one, you know, there's a lot of companies out there pushing Google AdWords or pay-per-click advertising um, on these, on these uh, dentists. And I think it's a very good outlet if it's done by a, a company who knows what they're doing, uh, you know, managed by somebody, not a do-it-yourself type of thing. But, you know, when, when I speak to dentists and they are doing Google AdWords and they have five Google reviews, I say, well, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense because ultimately they're going to look at the number of reviews before they actually decide to come in your practice. So I think if you have a lot of reviews, you can do more, you know, paid advertising. Number one, the ROI when you get to 50 or 60 or 70 reviews on Google, I think the ROI goes up significantly. So that, that's number one. Um, number two is it puts you at the top of the searches, which will help you increase the, the bottom line. So that's where you'll see the biggest effect in your practice, I think, is that you'll, you'll increase your numbers. I mean, you'll be able to increase new patients, increase the production, increase, you know, collections, you'll make more money. I mean, without a doubt. Um, so, I mean, the marketing aspect of it in and of itself will, will be a huge change, but it will allow you to be just delighted to do more marketing online. And because again, everybody's going to go to the review counts and review scores and make those decisions, whether you're the dentist to choose from. Uh, because remember, in what happened, my dad's a dentist, by the way. He, uh, my dad's in his seventies. He's, if he's not, he's almost retiring. He only works a couple of days a month now. So he's just, he's just uh, fizzling out because he's working for somebody now and he's only down to a couple of days, like I said. You know, when he was a dentist in his heyday, you know, people just called the office when they were referred to him. You know, who's your dentist? It's Dr. Tao in New City, New York. Well, they looked him up in the yellow pages and they called the office. That's how people did it back then. You know, nowadays, when they're referred to you, the first thing they do is they go to the internet and they look up the reviews before they called the office. And... You know, that's just the way our mentality is now. Nobody simply calls the office anymore. Um, and, you know, if you don't have them, you don't have that aspect of your marketing handled, you don't know what you're potentially losing in terms of patience. And that's a big thing for me is that if you don't know what you're losing, you've got to take this part of your practice under control. And for years, when I was first starting to um, learn it and then I started software and it to, to do it you know everybody didn't want to do it because it wasn't under their control and and your patients were able to just go online and write bad stuff which they can still do no doubt about it people can go online and they can trash you and it's really hard for us as dentists especially because of HIPAA to go on and respond we have to be really careful with responses online um uh, you know, and I teach what, what to do with responding and not to respond. I don't recommend responding to most reviews online because there's, there is a whole lot to say. I mean, I had a patient leave a Yelp review for me that said, you know, I went to Dr. Tao. He seemed very money hungry. 
he told me that I needed all my fillings replaced because my children would be born with disabilities, which I would never, that doesn't make any sense. I would never say that. Okay. So there's nothing I physically can do to respond to that review that was left for me. Couldn't, couldn't, couldn't respond to it. So I left it alone, hoping it would go away and Yelp never took it down. So what did I do? I got more reviews to overwhelm the negative. So if I responded, you know, I would probably violate HIPAA by, by acknowledging she was a patient. So, you know, I just decided that I would take back control, which is what we can do now by getting more reviews and getting your happy patients to talk about you online. That's how dentists can take back control because so many people are worried about what is being said about them online. And if, any, if you think about anything at all from what we're talking about here is that you need to do, you need to take, take care of your online reputation. You need, you need to do it in your practice, but you do have control now, okay? But you, you, you can't ignore it anymore. But take a look at yourself online, and if you look at yourself and you do, okay, well, I've got three stars on Google. When I go into my practice, if that answer is no, then you need to start doing this type of stuff, whether it's through BirdEye, whether it's through your company, whether it's through – there's a lot of companies that do this, but make sure the reviews are going to somewhere that people actually see them, and that's the most important thing. Right. It has to go to the websites like Facebook, like Google, right? Not some third-party thing that nobody knows of. Right. Well, search, search, search for yourself and see what comes up on page one. Right. And that's where you want the reviews to go to because that's what people are going to search. You know, you have to see, hey, what, what sites are on page one? What sites are credible? What sites are people searching for? And that's where you want to decide where you want your reviews to go to, especially Google. Google, by far and away, is number one, without a doubt. In my mind, Yelp is number two. But again, people always say to me, well, Yelp isn't very big in my town. And I go, I agree. If Yelp isn't big, well, how many Yelpers do you have? In my opinion, the only towns that matter for Yelp are, you know, California, which is not a town, but California, um, Chicago, New York, uh, Miami, uh, and a, a, a couple other scattered cities. I'm in Philadelphia, which is a huge city. And honestly, yeah, I don't care much about Yelp. And there's very few people in, in Philadelphia that use Yelp, Yelp for a dentist. You know, they still search on Google. They still search on Google for a dentist. They may go to Yelp to read your reviews, but they go to search for a dentist on Google. So, you know, Yelp to me is secondary to Google by a ton. You need Google reviews, in my opinion, because that runs the internet. Right. What about Facebook reviews? Facebook reviews are important because um, they will show up in search. So they show up in search engines um, on, on your Facebook, you know, uh, Facebook uh, stars. Um, I don't know truly how many patients read the Facebook reviews when they go to your Facebook page. Um, I don't have data on that. Uh, but I think it's good social proof, as we called it before. So I think social proof is important. Um, I'm not a huge fan of social media as a new patient acquisition. I've never been able to, in my practice, generate a ton of new patients without paying for it. So like boosted posts. So just generic social media marketing, which is putting posts on social media, has never been a big new patient acquisition for my practice. So if you're paying Facebook and doing boosted posting and targeted posting, that's a whole different ballgame. You know, you know, using funnels and you use all these things that they're talking about, that's a whole different, I'm not talking about that. 
But if you're just posting something every day and getting some engagement, I'm not sure how many new patients you're going to get from that. But, um, you know, I look at social media as a way to communicate, a way to engage your, your patient base. Um, that's a whole different ballgame. Uh, so I think Facebook's important. But, again, I, I want my reviews to go to Google is where I'm hoping most of them go to because I know that I dominate Google right now, and the more, more, more reviews I have on Google, the more patients that come in because of it. And I see that every day in my practice because most of my new patients that come in say they found me on Google. My number one review source is online, and that's because of my reviews. Number two is, is patient referrals, and then number three is, you know, it, everything, anything else that's out there. I don't even know what third would be in my practice, but number one is, is online. Number two is patient referrals. Because I don't take insurance. I don't see that that often. You know, people always say, well, I see you on my list, and I'm like, well, I'm on any lists, but but number one is online. Number two is, is patient referrals for my practice. And I see about 40 new patients a month in my practice. Right. Now, in terms of online, um, you mean uh, reviews are a piece of it. SEO is a piece of it. An amazing website is a piece of it. All of those things combined, right? Correct. Yeah. So, so you know, most of the marketing I'm doing, I have a, you know, a very visible website. Um, I have, I, I do a little bit of SEO. I don't do a lot. I've never been a big fan of SEO um, just because it's hard to quantify how much ROI you're actually getting from it. Uh, you know, I, I like to dominate the maps, you know, and that's more of a local SEO. It's consistent, consistent map reviews. Um, I do a little bit of SEO for, for, you know, specific keywords I'm looking to target. Um, you know, Google makes a change all the time in their algorithms and, you know, it's hard. You know, I've had clients who, I've said they've been trying to get to page one, but they've never gotten there. So there's, um, so from an SEO, pure SEO perspective, it's always hard to pinpoint a, a true ROI on there. So, I mean, I think SEO, you've got to do some of it, but you've, you've got to really be a little bit concerned about how, how well you rank, um, unless you're using a company that can, you know, specify exactly where you're getting your dollar spent and what they're doing for you. Because remember, there's a lot of companies out there that, tell you they're doing SEO and they're doing it for 200 bucks a month. Come on. We both know that $200 a month isn't going to get you a lot of SEO. Right. I mean, you know, that's the problem is that, you know, the good SEO costs money. Right. If you're doing SEO. It's got to be, it's not cheap, you know, and, and that's the frustrating for me is people tell me, well, my company is charging me $200. What am I going to get for that? Well, my analogy is in the dental space, how much are you going to get for a, for a, you know, a hundred dollar filling, what type of filling are you going to get? You're not going to get much for that. So if you want to do SEO, you've got to pay for it. You know, it's going to cost you a nice amount of money to do it. You know, five, six, eight hundred dollars a month. That gets good SEO done. Exactly. You agree with that, don't you? Yeah, absolutely, doctor. We do that. So um, our typical client, um, you know, uh, after a year gets 100 phone calls and that's 20 new patient calls a year, uh, a month. And um, and like you said, it's a lot of work. So we put around 420 hours throughout the year to get them to that level. And that's, as you know, it's not just uh, SEO. The website has to be perfect. Google has to love the website. You need original content. You have to make sure that it's optimized for mobile and every device. And then you have to do SEO on top of it. So it's all of these things combined is what makes it work. Just quote unquote paying for SEO doesn't work. It's really, you know, because Google looks at everything so if, if your website is not great, it doesn't have original content, if it's not optimized, 
and then you're targeting specific keywords, it's not going to help. So you are right. It's very expensive, uh, but, but the ROI is there. 20 new patients a month from online marketing is worth it. So I guess most of our clients, when they sign up with us, they stay with us for years and years. 90% yeah, yeah. If you, if you do it right, if, you, if it's done right, it's, it's, it's great return on investment because you, you're consistently at the top of the searches. But you have, to, you have to know that you're getting a great ROI. You have to get nice reports that show you your improved ranking month after month that it's or, or, or consistent ranking month after month. You can't, you know, a lot of these companies send you boilerplate things that you can't even read the reports. And, you know, because I see it all the time, and I'm like, well, this doesn't make any sense. Um, so, again, it's, it's, you've got to be, you know, you've got to be with a company that is, you're comfortable with and that you know is actually doing work um, and not charging you money that doesn't make any sense from a dollar amount. I mean, that's the biggest thing, in my opinion. And then I think one of the mistakes that doctors make is they don't track their ROI. So they don't know how many patients are coming in. So they're kind of in the dark. So I think one of the things we insist is putting call tracking on. So you know exactly how many patients you're getting from that, you know, radio ad or that, you know, online or that, uh, you know, Google ad. Because if you don't know what's happening, then you are in the, in the blind. You, you know, you are like a blind man. In, in, in my seminars I give, uh, the ones I give on my marketing sessions, not just reviews, um, I talk about the, there's a kind of a, a template I put together of the most important things. And one of the things I talk about is, is tracking and, um, and ROI and knowing how much you, you actually get from um, your campaigns that you're running. And there's so many dentists out there that have no clue uh, their ROI on anything. And if you don't know what you're getting from a marketing standpoint on, a, on any specific campaign, it, it, it's, it boggles my mind when dentists are spending money on a, on a pay-per-click campaign, on a SEO campaign, or, or any campaign. That run, or even, even a guy, I just gave a seminar in, in Virginia last week, and they're running a campaign for a newspaper, uh, excuse me, a magazine. It's a, I think it was a Washingtonian magazine. And it's $5,000 a month, and they run it like five times. So they're spending $25,000 on it. And I, the first question I asked him, are you tracking it? And he goes, well, we asked how they found us. I go, no, are you tracking it? And he didn't know what I, was, what I meant. And I go, well, do you have a phone tracking system? And the guy goes, no. I go, well, you need one. He goes, well, we track it because we ask. Okay, well, that doesn't, that doesn't cut it. You have to know specifically how, for dollar for dollar how much you're getting. Because if you're spending $25,000 on an ad, you have to know dollar for dollar how much you're getting out of that ad. They don't track it. I mean, they don't understand that you, you must track these types of ROI because you have to know if you have to continue it. I did a Philadelphia magazine ad um, for, about, for about three years after I bought my practice. I think it was 2008, 9, and 10. And I could tell you dollar for dollar what I got from it and how many phone calls year after year I got from that ad. And when I finally stopped doing it, I was able to sit down with Philadelphia magazine and show them why I was stopping it because my call volume went down from – I think, you know, a couple hundred in the first year to down to, I think it was under 75 the third year. And they were very impressed with the data that I had to show that the, the value of the ad dropped significantly after that third year. But if you don't have that data, you have no idea, no idea at all what you're getting from it. You know, I, I use a line in my seminars, you know, dentists can't just be dentists. They also have to be marketers. You know, you can't, you, you have to be aware of what, what companies are doing for you nowadays. That's what it's about. Right. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. They have to become very savvy business owners, you know, which includes being savvy marketers. Well, we're all mini CEOs anyway when we run our own business. 
Right. You know, remember running a dental practice, you're your your own mini CEO now. You right. gotta do everything from from uh you know, customer service to sales to HR to you know, you do everything, payroll, you do everything in your practice as a as a dentist owner. Right. So no, absolutely, Doctor. I totally agree. I really enjoyed our conversation today. Any final thoughts before we wrap up? No, I don't think so. I just think the most important thing is, look, if you're going to mark, you, you, I think this day and age to be truly, truly successful, you know, everybody says they're a word-of-mouth practice. They, they don't need to do marketing. Well, you know, I always like to say that if you, if you want to be successful down the road, you're going to have to market your practices with the competition that's coming, okay? Uh, practices are, are growing everywhere. There's new practices that are coming out. You know, dentist, uh, dentist patients are not as loyal as they used to be. Um, you know, no matter what you want to think, patients are not loyal to the practices like they used to be. Um, if you are going to continue to be successful, you need to, you know, market your practices online without a doubt, in my opinion. Um, if you're going to market your practices, you know, a great way to start is, is collecting those reviews from your happy patients, but you need to get them on the sites that matter. And that's the most important thing is focus on where people will see them. Uh, but, but make online reputation marketing like the number one thing you focus on first before you dump a boatload of money into these other avenues. And that's, that's probably the biggest takeaway, like I said a while back, is focus on the reviews before you focus on other things when it comes to marketing. Thank you, Doctor. I really appreciate your time. And um, thank you, everyone, for listening. This is Dr. Tao with me talking about uh, reviews and marketing in general as it pertains to your dental practice. Once again, it's your host, Narain. Thank you for taking the time to listen to us today.